Hey guys, Sheena here. I just want to give you a little heads up because the first six minutes of today's episode, my mic is out of whack. We thought we could fix it after the recording. However, that wasn't a possibility. Our expertise in audio editing goes only so far. However, it's only the first six minutes and it's just my mic, not Christina's. Today in the province of Alberta with a population of 4,400,000 residents, there are 220 missing people. In the Navajo Nation, with a population of just under 400,000 people, there are 61 active missing persons cases. Hello, I'm your host, Sheena. And I'm Christina. Welcome to Milk Carton Cases, a missing persons podcast dedicated to unsolved missing person cases in Canada and the U.S. Today, I will be discussing the disappearance of 20-year-old Skylar Barracosa of Alberta. And I will be discussing the missing person case of 62-year-old Ella Mae Begay. to Alberta. Um, before I go into a little bit of inf- uh, giving you information on Alberta, I just realized something today or yesterday and um, it's going to get real old real fast for me because <laughs> I don't have many. I have 10 provinces and three territories. Right. So I will always try to give something new. But forgive me if I end up saying something I had said before. Oh, that's fine. Okay. I always need to learn more and relearn about Canada. I forget easily. So me, you do. <laughs> this is, if you don't remember, one of my one of our more western provinces. It's east of BC and west of Saskatchewan, and to the north is Northwest Territories, and then to the south you find the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the fourth largest province. And it's known as to be as a prairie province, but its landscapes vary from towering mountains, and it's the home of Can- the Canadian Rockies. Whoa! Yeah, it has glacial lakes, vast boreal forests, um, prairies, desert badlands. It has pretty much everything. It's home to more than six hundred lakes and rich mineral deposits. <clears throat> a lot of people will move out to Alberta to uh, work in the oil mines. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. One of the more famous uh, things about Alberta is their national parks. They're famous for them. One of the most famous one resides in Alberta, and it's called Banff. I'm not sure if you've heard. Oh of yeah, it. it's it's on my list. Same. I was gonna say that is a place that I could picture you wanting to visit. My sister actually went there a couple years ago oh. in the summertime, and I was so jealous that she went without me. Well, you can go back. You can go with a Canadian if you want. That's right. Okay. Um, so it's the site of the glacier-fed famous lake called Lake Louise. It's beautiful. And it's also home to a na- another national park uh, called Jasper. And Jasper is known very well because it has access to the Athabasca Glacier. So the Athabasca Glacier is one of the six principal toes of the Columbia Icefield. It's located in the Canadian Rockies. 
this glacier um, apparently has been losing depth at a rate of five meters per year and has receded more than 1.5 kilometers um, and, and lost half of its volume in the past 125 years. Well, I'm glad this is going to be an uplifting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Oh boy, yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, to way to start off on a yeah. good note. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but it's a missing person podcast. It's not going to be really good thing. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> so why is the Athabasca Glacier so important? Well, um, so its ice field has been called basically the mother of rivers. So its main accumulation and nourishment um, comes... Sorry, all the rivers in... Canada, basically, uh, up north, all the water comes from down from this glacier. And obviously it receding and mm -hmm. losing its water is not a, it's not a good thing for, for anyone, but definitely for Canes. Anyway, so fun fact. Um, can I bring up something? Yes, we were not talking about at all. Okay. Um, so I was just looking at the map of Alberta, mm -hmm. and up north they have a Wood Buffalo National Park. Oh, Wood, wood buffalo. buffalo! I don't know what I don't know what that means. Statues of buffaloes made out of wood. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. know. But uh, we were talking about parks. Uh -huh. Wood buffalo. Interesting. Next time we go to Alberta, Next let's time. look into it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's going into my case. On Sunday. February 24th, 2013, 20-year-old Skyler, or Sky Beerkos, went missing from his home in Calgary, Alberta. So the family member who isn't identified in this report reported him missing from an area of Sylvan Lake, which is about an hour and 45 minutes away from where Skyler lived and where he was last seen and the area he lived was called Radisson Heights um, it's the 2600 block of 15th Avenue Southeast so he goes missing and the day before his disappearance he had received a ride from his one of his roommates into Calgary where he was living at the time and before the date of his disappearance, there were literally no indications of any travel plans. And even actually upon collecting all his possessions once he went missing, they said that only item, the only items that were missing were basically the, re the regular items that he carried with him every day. So like a wallet, a phone, his clothes, keys. So since his disappearance, his bank accounts haven't been accessed and none of his friends or family had any contact with him whatsoever. And he was a, known to be a gamer, um, an avid gamer for the uh, game League, League of Legends. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that account has not been used since he went missing. Hmm. So he used to use social media and he would be online a lot and all of a sudden it just stops. So there aren't any new developments. Um, and at this point, what they've been doing is just spreading the word and searching for him in any way possible around the sh in the streets of Alberta. 
and nothing really has come except for on February 8th in 2019, the CHVN radio station of Southern Manitoba reported that there was a possible sighting of him in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So that is two provinces east from Alberta. Huh. That seems odd. Yeah. And later on, um, it stated that there were numerous sightings of him in Winnipeg, but none of these sightings were ever confirmed by law enforcement or like missing persons. And on his the Facebook page dedicated to finding Skylar, um, it, it's mentioned that he was reported being seen there, but there was nothing ever following up. There was nothing as in nothing confirmed, mm-hmm. just that people had seen him. Who? No, I don't know. Um, since his disappearance, like I said, he hasn't accessed his bank accounts or social media accounts. Um, and he's been, that was his main form of communication. So it is quite odd. Uh, League of Legends. He hasn't been on the gaming site. Site? It's, I, I think no it's idea. on. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. I, me too. I thought it was online. Like you can play on a computer, like an actual desktop but i'm not sure if it can be anyways he hasn't been on it since he's also been known to travel to vancouver and vancouver island so there's connections there but still nothing has been said that he's been seen in that area isn't vancouver on the opposite side too Mm -hmm. well yeah from winnipeg yeah 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 it's all the way um west did it say that if he like knew anyone in winnipeg like why would he go there it just says connections. It's oh. vague, very vague. Okay. So I, upon my research, I started to look on my favorite place, Reddit. And there was a beautiful nice. thread. <laughs> you know, it's not reputable. Like you can't use it for evidence, but. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good because it's people who, like you and me, may have seen something or want to say something and that's a forum where you can make it public to everyone and people can chime in and whatnot yep so um on this thread for him his disappearance it was a friend of a family who's writing this and they said that he's kind of a quiet guy who was sometimes withdrawn um from the world and even his family apparently he was not super communicative 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 whoa he wouldn't communicative communicative there you go thank you (laughs) thanks christina with his family um and they lived kind of a ways away from him to begin with so that also doesn't help Mm -hmm. um and so when he went missing apparently it took a while for them to know that he was actually missing because of the distance Mm -hmm. so there doesn't seem to have been any kind of trouble apparently uh, involved with him and anybody else and he was never really involved in anything like it says risky in nature of nature. Um, I think that means like he wasn't involved in drug use or even from what I gathered, not even much alcohol use. It seems like he was a pretty quote, good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically he just vanished. And if you look at the time that he he disappeared, which was, where did I say again? It was uh, February in Alberta. It's one of the harshest times to go missing out 
out and about in mm-hmm. Alberta. It's freezing cold. That's literally the thick of it, the yeah. coldest time. So that, I don't know. The outlook doesn't seem great if it was um, forces of nature that had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But basically, by all accounts, there's nothing that's pointing towards it being, there being anything malicious. Hmm. But there's also nothing to go by. He just disappears. Right. Um, and apparently he was on good terms with his mother and his sisters. There was no family fighting going on, nothing of that sort. If, if anything, he just wasn't super close to them at that time and so it said that he lives in the downtown area of calgary but it's also near a park lindsay park which is full of trees and running water and whatnot Mm um apparently also that same year um in june there was a huge flood so had he gone missing in the park in the forest, it's really possible that the flood could have washed away any kind of evidence to bring you bring us back, Skylar. There was also one other thing that a theory that was discussed, and he did speak about going to Comic Con in the summer mm-hmm. of that year, uh, but that would be in San Francisco, so it would involve him crossing the border. And when people cross the border, there's still like you know crossing the border that you can. Mm-hmm. There'd still be a trace. There's still a trace, exactly. Um, and But nothing from that was ever set in stone or planned. He was talking about it. It wasn't actually something that was known to, to be happening in the future. Basically, that's it. There aren't any suspects. Those are some of the th- theories or conversations that people talk about. And it's very likely that it had something to do with, I don't know, actually, I don't know what's likely, to be honest. But the climate in February, it's real cold. So if he was walking the streets or something like that and something may have happened or he was out at a park and the elements got to him, that flood could explain why no no evidence was found. Mm-hmm. That's or, a long time, though. Yeah. In between. Yeah. Or he maybe he ran away, but there's nothing that indicates, like, that he would run away. Mm-hmm. Did he but, have a car? Uh, because he got a ride from friend. his roommate, I yeah. don't think so. But it's not. It's not saying nothing says no. He didn't have a car, or okay. yes, he did. He was twenty. May or may or not had a car. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, yeah. That's basically where the story ends, and just the fact that there were multiple sightings of him in Winnipeg. And Manitoba kind of makes it, yeah, a little... It's like, how would he even get there in the first place without using know. any yeah. his bank cards or right. anything like that? Um, and his his uh, Facebook page is, I'm pretty sure, ran by his mother. And yeah, she's obviously still searching for him desperately. And it's pretty active on that page. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, I think it's eight years, nine years now. Man. Yeah, it's been a long time. Description of Skylar. He's Caucasian male, six foot three, 165 pounds with a slim build, blonde hair, blue eyes. And I think more recently he had grown, grown out his beard, mm-hmm. but he could all always be uh, shaven faced. He has a lot of acne scars on his face. 
So that's a distinctive uh, distinctive feature uh, that he has. He turned 29 on September 7th of this year. So he's been now missing for al- almost nine years. Anyone with information on his whereabouts is asked to call police at 403-266-1234 or visit Crime Stoppers, missingkids.ca, or you can call 1-866-5438-4. Four seven seven, or you can just go to your local if you're in Calgary local police department with any information that you might have and that's the story of Skylar that's crazy I just kind of like disappeared but I feel like that's just kind of how that like more common than anything else you know it's like from just reading random cases like people just kind of just disappear mm-hmm. i mean and no one just disappears but a lot of the times especially if it's somebody who's more alone or has been doing their daily routine without a lot of people being involved they just disappear mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it's kind of yeah yeah it's 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 sad. it's sad uh so on that note shall we take a break sounds good great <laughs> of June 15, 2021, 62-year-old Ella Mae Begay disappeared from her, o- her home in northeastern Arizona. Ella Mae lived in Sweetwater, which is also known as Totacone, Tolacone, and Totlacone, which oh. is in the Navajo Nation. And I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of those. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> Last week was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so the Navajo Nation is the largest reservation in the United States. And to oh. give that a little perspective... It's larger than 10 states. Whoa. It's larger than West Virginia, Maryland, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, and Rhode Island. So to be fair, they're like pretty small states, but it's still land mass is larger. I'm very confused. Where's this reservation? It is in um, northeastern Arizona, southeastern Utah, and northwestern New Mexico. So it kind of covers mm-hmm. a couple oh okay i thought it up. was another state and or like a territory i was fair okay nope it's just okay it's in all of those states mm-hmm. wow. um yep uh, according to the navajo office of vital records and identification the navajo nation's official enrollment is just under four hundred thousand people making them the largest u.s tribe uh even though not everybody lives on the reservation mm-hmm. you can like be a member of the tribe and still live up. live somewhere else oh Four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. just under. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I guess they said that this year they uh, saw a huge increase in enrollment, and it put them over the Cherokee. So now they're the largest tribe. Um, so I'm just going to refer to where LMA lived as Sweetwater because that's how I saw saw it in most articles. Okay. Uh, so like I said earlier, it's in the northeastern part of Arizona, um, but all I could really find on it, the town itself. Uh, the Wikipedia page said it's a populated place. Um, so I don't even think it's considered any kind of town or wow. village. or It's just a populated place. Okay. Um, so it's very, very rural. <laughs> and it's also off of the grid. So I read that Ella Mae just got solar panels installed six months ago. And oh, she wow. was excited to finally have electricity. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's yeah. like, it's out there. Yeah. Uh, there are main highways, but most of the roads are dirt with no signs. So you really have to, you know, Whoa. know where you're going yeah. or you're going 
get lost. I'm looking at it on, on the map right now, and I don't see really much in, around it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Yep. It's definitely in the middle of a nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ella May lived 10 miles from the main highway, but she still had houses around her, and her daughter lived 50 yards away from her. So oh. it's like she was in the middle of nowhere, but there are still like yeah, people. people around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she was very cautious, and during the pandemic, she didn't let anybody into her house. Um, and even though she was very careful, she was still connected to her family. Her niece, Seraphine Warren, described her saying, she won't shake your hand because she always hugged us. You can tell when she hugs you, she's telling you to take care of yourself because we wouldn't be able to see her for a while. She's always interested in seeing what our family was doing. Um, she was also a well-known master rug weaver, making mostly pictorial rugs. And so she and I sent you some pictures. Yes, you did. So or, do you want to try to describe them a little bit? Yeah, sure. So the first picture, I think I see three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on the wall, it says home sweet home. And it has um, sheep. Mm-hmm. And it looks like somebody herding the sheep. And then behind the sheep, there's a woman wearing a yellow and white skirt and then there's a man it looks like a cowboy kind of and then uh i think there's a child on sitting on one of the sheep mm-hmm. that's what that looks like yeah and then i'm assuming it's like a house behind her mm-hmm. and behind the cowboy it looks like one of those old like the mesa co- coach or carriages oh oh like the uh wooden wooden wagon pardon me the wagon the wagon mm-hmm. i say coach um yeah and then on the right it looks to me like somebody might milking cow i don't know no that doesn't make sense there's a looks like a woman and she's facing something not sure what it is and then behind that you see uh cows or longhorns Mm -hmm. and then behind that you see a bunch of it looks like desert mountains Mm -hmm. yes really there's a lot of detail a lot of things going on it's it's really cool um and hold on yeah, so basically looks like everyday rancher life mm-hmm. style pictures yep. or rugs. Yeah. Yep, so that's pretty typical of like kind of what she would depict in her rugs, you know, her basic kind of scenery. And most of them say like, bless our home mm-hmm. or like home, home sweet, sweet home, home, like that kind of thing on them. Um, and so, yeah, so they're just, they're very nice. Mm-hmm. They are. Okay, so detailed. now we're going to go on to the case, unless you had another question. No, not right now. Okay. I, I will have questions. Perfect. Right <laughs> um, so early on the morning of June 15th, her truck was seen leaving her house. Earlier that morning, a relative that I'm assuming lived nearby reported that a man tried to break down her door, but he was un- unsuccessful and he was seen heading towards LMA's house. Uh, she was reported missing the same day and a missing or endangered persons alert was posted on the Navajo Police Department Facebook page at 435 that day. Uh, searches started for her on June 16th and lasted for about a week. Initially, the searches were led by the Navajo Nation Police Department and Police Chief Philip Francisco. The police did four large-scale searches, bringing in recruits on three different occasions for grid searches. They pulled information from cell phone pings, looked through surveillance video, and interviewed people spending $50,000 in the first 15 oh. days. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, however... Ella May's family was not happy with how the investigation was being handled. Uh, So her niece, Seraphine, thinks that the searchers were not properly trained, since a lot of them were recruits that they brought in. Volunteers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
and they also weren't from the area. I was going to say familiar with the land. Right. Mm, so they didn't know all the help. back roads and all the small spaces that someone like who would actually know the land yeah. would go and check. Um, they were also frustrated with the lack of information or any updates on the case. Isn't that always the case? Isn't yeah. it though? Yeah. Uh, but this did seem a little more mm -hmm. than normal, I would say. Okay. Um, Seraphin that said that the family would hear of leads and give them to the police, but not hear anything back, which is pretty common. Um, but they weren't even necessarily looking for information about the lead. They just wanted to know if the lead had been checked or not. Huh. So it's like they would know whether, you know, like cross that lead off of their list or if it was something that, you know, they might have to look into themselves. It's like they didn't even know what leads the police were following up on. So, yeah. Less people know, the less that they can do or mm -hmm. not do. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, also, she said that when the family came out to help with the searches, there was little to no communication or guidance on what to do or even how to search. So they were just kind of going in blind, mm. not really knowing what area had been covered, what area hadn't been covered, and like really what to do if they happened to find something either what the hell yeah so what would they do if they had if they had discovered something i don't know i honestly don't know in the second uh, weekend of july the family received a tip that her truck was spotted in the montezuma creek and nf utah area so different uh, states yeah um seraphin and other volunteers actually went out there and walked the highways trying to find any evidence but no law enforcement agencies came out to help they should be out here with us, at least one officer, a yeah. volunteer said. What if we run into something? Which, yeah. And yeah. In one of the articles... Her Sarah, car. That's pretty significant. Yeah. And in one of the articles, Seraphin was saying, you know, they're walking down highways. Cars are just zooming past them, like, mm. not really paying attention to that there's people walking alongside the road. Like, it would have been nice to... Have some kind of... Backup. Security. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's like, what if somebody hit them? Yeah. So, I don't know. That seemed kind of shitty, too. Yeah, that that is pretty shitty. Uh, so we're going to go back to June 17th. I'm trying to find Utah, and I'm like, <laughs> where the hell? Utah is right next to Arizona, like above Arizona. Above. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> next. Yeah, yeah, I see it now. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really far from Sweetwater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm. you have... Are you looking at Sweetwater, Arizona? Because you need to look at yes. Totacone, Arizona. On the map, Sweetwater, oh. Arizona is a different place. Oh, sorry. Yep. So you uh, should be looking for uh, T-O-T-A-C-O-N. C-O-T-A-C-O-N. Totacone. Did that pull it up? Sweetwater Chapter House, I think. I'm yeah. Right. Yep chapel yeah yeah so i think that's oh okay so yeah it's a completely completely different spot Whoa, yeah <laughs> but there's okay. even less there than there is in Sweden. yeah oh wow the other place yeah it was it was actually looked like a town like it looked if the, you go back you go far out you would start to see something this is like there's you nothing gotta go there far, far yeah far. so i don't okay. even know why it's called sweetwater to be honest um probably should not call it sweetwater but that's there's how no i saw water it and it's definitely not <laughs> uh okay um so yeah so <clears throat> that's the distance so yes. it's like still far it's still far but, but it's, it's not, not as far it's not as, as crazy okay yep um so Navajo nation there it is yeah. mm -hmm. yep uh, so we're gonna go back to june 17th two days after she was missing 
Uh, police identified and arrested a person of interest, Preston Tolth. So Preston is a resident of Thoreau, New Mexico, mm-hmm. a town three hours southeast of Sweetwater. He was arrested on charges for an unrelated battery on a family member and was held at the Crown Point Department of Corrections. And I searched for Crown Point Department of Corrections. I have no idea where that is. I don't know if it's like a reservation, like oh. it's on the reservation, right. if it's in New Mexico, if it's in Arizona. I have I have no idea where it is. This is getting confusing because mm-hmm. of the... Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit more complicated. So he oh, was... So, so they... When I was reading the articles, they said that they're pretty sure he's involved in LMA's case, but they don't have any evidence that he's involved in LMA's case. How, but how did they... Okay. So they couldn't... They could bring him in for questioning. Right. But they couldn't ar- technically arrest him for it, I guess. Or they could, but it's just like he's basically just going to, you know, walk right out the door because they don't have anything really to, to hold him on. hold him right. on. Um, and so that's why he was arrested on an A unrelated charge. charge. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, he also had charges in Farmington, New Mexico. So they actually extradited him back to New Mexico. So I don't know if Mm. those charges are the same as the unrelated battery that he was arrested for. And it was just like, you know, maybe he had an outstanding warrant to be picked up for those charges. They found him, arrested him. And then they're like, well, we'll give you to New Mexico because that's where those charges happened. Yeah, but I'm looking now and... In New, if I'm looking at the lines correctly, in New Mexico, there's a Navajo Nation off reservation trust land. Could that be what? Like, is that somehow still connected to Arizona because of the? So it the reservation lands don't necessarily because it's the same. They don't necessarily take into account state land state. Okay. Boundaries. Yeah, that's what I mean. So even if he's in New Mexico, couldn't it still be considered? Yeah, if... I would think so. I actually didn't look up to see Farmington. I don't think was. On... It's right above. It's it's not, but it's right above. If you zoom out a bit on the map, mm-hmm. you see Nav. You see Navajo Nation, which is sort of actually it trickles into New Mexico. But then above, you'll see Farmington, and right below it says Navajo Nation oh, off reservation trust land, like literally right below. Yeah, so I think so it's it's kind since of, it's not on reservation land, then it's like... Oh, so that's just, even if it's that close, it's still considered off? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and it does say off reservation trust land. I don't know land, what that so means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that... I didn't okay. even see that when I was when I was looking it up, so I don't know what that means. Right. All right. Um, I was trying to connect it somehow, but yeah. It could be connected. I just... <clears throat> I just don't know. So um, he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So basically I was just going to recap. Yes. Um, he's now in, they gave him, I guess like up, you know, mm-hmm. back to New Mexico where he could be charged there. Okay. For unrelated charges, but still charges nonetheless. Right. Yeah. So they think he had something to do with it, but they didn't, you know, obviously say what evidence they would have. And it sounded like it wasn't enough to hold him if they were right. going to charge him on it anyway. Something, yeah. So. That's where we're at. That's it? Um, can I... So why was he a suspect? Like, I don't really... No idea. We don't know. Okay, we really don't know. Yeah. Uh, it says that it was somebody... Like, apparently she knew who he was for some reason. Like, okay. they, they knew each other. Somehow through but the I, community. Yeah, but I don't know. Hmm. They never really went into why he was a suspect in the first place. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we're just kind of going to move on from yep. there. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. 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 That was just the end of that part. Okay. 
Um, so recently they changed her case from a missing person's case to a homicide investigation. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, which also means it gets turned over to the FBI. Which so, is a good thing. No. So I don't exactly know why it goes to the FBI <clears throat> unless it's because, you know, the reservation is on three states. On three, yeah. And so, so that's thinking. why it's like she could be in any of those states. So then it's like a multi-state yeah. investigation. That's usually where the FBI steps in. Yep. So I'm thinking that's probably why it got turned over to the, for them. But that's... I, I didn't look into it, and I don't actually know. I'm just guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fair. But now they are looking for her in all three of those states, Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah, too. So Okay. Um, in any case, the Navajo Police Department no longer has any authority, although the Na- Navajo Department of Criminal Investigations is working with the FBI. So the police department is out. Right. They can't do anything. Well, because there's probably such a miscommunication between all the states well and, no it's no. just like once it turned over to a homicide invest- it was oh, out of their hands okay, like gotcha. they hadn't they had no say in it anymore uh-huh. but the department of criminal investigations apparently can still be on the case interesting for unknown reasons okay <laughs> um apparently though mm-hmm. the police never told the family that they were changing the status of lma's case and they actually had to read about it on social media You're or joking. in the newspaper Oh, and so it's just like people, that's better. like that was like the the part where I was kind of like oh, okay it's like uh, like you know as we were saying before the police never communicate any information yeah. like it's always pretty bad but it was when I read that's that that I was like that's real bad that's really that's bad real, that's real bad. like lawsuit bad yeah um, the FBI also asked Seraphin and the rest of the family to stop searching the agent that contacted her said that instead what? of focusing on searching she should focus on the families excuse me right and i was like i understand you know like if you are trying to lead an investigation maybe you don't want someone else coming in who doesn't and, know what they're doing and ruining or tampering it with evidence or right maybe ruining leads by talking to people and scaring right. them off right so i get mm. that i get that completely mm-hmm. but also like i don't know maybe just keep them in the loop a little bit more like tell them you're switching their case over you know like yeah give that's them, ha- give them something so they're not harsh. feeling just like nothing Useless. is being done like, or like yeah and in their nothing, minds. nothing's being done on the case it's just like you know uh, people want to know that like the case is actually being worked on it's not going straight you know basically to a cold case that it's they're they're still searching for and i you know just give them that at least can you be like a little more sensitive too with the with the wording i wonder if that's exactly how it was said yeah it wasn't rough. quoted so i don't know if that was a, yeah i don't know how it was said but that's what i read um so obviously seraphin is not happy yeah. Um, and in order to bring more attention to her aunt's case and the cases of other missing and murdered indigenous people, Seraphin walked more than 150 miles from LMA's home in Sweetwater to the Navajo Nation capital of Wendell Rock, Arizona. Wow. So, yep. Good for her. Yep. Um, so a lot of missing person stories have also been brought back into the media after all the attention from Gabby Petito's case. Um, I don't know if you knew, like, know if it was covered as much in Canada as it was here. Like Gabby's case. No. Well, I mean, what year are we talking? It's this is recent. This is the the girl in Wyoming that they just found. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah. you said um. What? <laughs> I heard LMA because isn't her family name? Oh yeah. No. So I'm just talking about uh. Be, be, what's her last name? Begay. Begay. So right now but I'm talking, talking about, about Gabby. Gabby. Sorry. I yeah. just 
I just was thinking that we're still talking about her. That's fair. Gabby, yes, we have heard about it in Canada. It's kind of mm-hmm. all over the news. Yeah. Yes. It's like here you can open up, you know, any social media page without seeing a bunch of updates on her. Yeah. Basically, like she was everywhere. Everywhere. And obviously it's okay. very important that every case has a much media coverage as possible. Yes. And especially in the case of Gabby Petito, you know, a bunch of really helpful tips, tips came in that mm-hmm. made it possible, you know, to find some information. But it really showed the disparity in media attention. Uh, so, for example, in Wyoming, the same, same state where Gabby went missing, 710 indigenous people have been reported missing from 2011 to 2020. 85% of those were kids and 57% were female. While 50% of missing indigenous people are found within one week, 21% remain missing for 30 days or longer, compared to only 11% of white people. Right. The disparity also extends into homicide cases, yeah. where only 30% of indigenous homicide victims make it into the news, as opposed to 51% of white victims. And that's not even looking into any other minority groups. It seemed like every single case I looked at this week all had a line saying that the case was being brought back, or simply to attention, after Gabby Petito's case. Well, it's great that all these cases are getting renewed attention. Another tragedy shouldn't have to happen for them to get the attention that they deserve. Agreed. So that's just kind of just saying, you know, like everybody deserves to mm. get all this attention. Somebody shouldn't have to walk 150 miles no. for it to make it in the news. <sighs> Someone else shouldn't have to go missing just so people. There should be like a, there should be a protocol with every missing person that's followed with like public with the publicity too it mm-hmm. should be always the same there should be some kind of national rule like a law that you cannot do more or do less for each person right. but you have to do the minimum and it's this exactly and there I, I think be. like that's like the main thing was just like seeing how much everybody was talking about gabby petito's case like again yeah. that's great i mean it's I, everywhere like right. on youtube is one of the things right yeah. it's great that you know it got so much attention mm-hmm. but it's also like what about everybody else? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, how many more cases could we solve if everyone got this got level this of much, attention? Yeah. You know? You know yeah. So. But the, I think with her case specifically, because she was very big on social media, mm-hmm. that is part of it. But there's still a lot of kids or people, younger people who are really active on social media that go missing that don't get nearly as much attention as Gabby's case and her ex-boyfriend or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call him. Yeah, and I mean, like, there was that case. Did you hear about Lauren Cho? No. So she was another person who went missing. Um, She was a tattoo artist. And it it ended up being in, like, kind of similar circumstances to how Gabby went missing. But she's an Mm Asian-American. And she didn't get any attention. She only got attention after Gabby's case was out. And it was only because of the, you know, same... Um, it was she just disappeared in the same circumstances that Gabby did. It's like very different cases. If like you know, if you actually look into the cases, but on the very you know outside base level, she went missing in a national park. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Similar circum similar circumstances or Mm -hmm. outcome. Yeah, but it was like I don't even when did she actually go missing? But she got she She was found. No, no, okay. Uh, she disappeared. she, She disappeared in June. Yeah. And they're okay. only talking about her now because of the Gabby yeah, Petito yes, cases. Yes, yes, So. Oy, that's yay. my soapbox for today. Uh, just to bring it back to LMA. Yes, please. She's five foot one and weighs 110 to 120 pounds. She has a slender build with brown eyes. Her missing truck is a 2005 Silver Ford F-150 with an Arizona license plate, AFE-7101. The family is offering a reward for anyone with for any information 
and has also set up a fundraiser to help with expenses. Anyone with information is asked to call the Navajo Nation Police Department's Shiprock District at 505-368-1350. Thank you. Um, you, you said, sorry, you said that her, her truck is still missing, but they found it. Uh, so they, they just had um, a tip that her truck was spotted. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. they never got to actually find it physically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. They just thought that it was in that area. So they went out to go look and see if they could and, find anything. And how but... much, like, without any assistance from anyone, mm-hmm. how how far can you look and how long can you look before you have to... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, that was a nice, sad story both ways. I'm looking, I'm still looking at um, a photo. I So when you were talking, I kind of Googled it. And the photo that comes up on this, on the Navajo Times article... Mm-hmm. It's. I'm guessing it's the walk because there's a few people behind with billboard, billboards, banners, or what do you call those things that you create yourself? Like what? Do you, like posters? Posters. Mm-hmm. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a French word. <laughs> I didn't. So yes, posters. And um, one girl's wearing a green shirt and she's so holding. That's her niece. That's okay. That was my. Qu- I was gonna ask you. Is that her niece? Because they kind of. Yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say they kind of look f- like they're related, but it looks like mm-hmm. it's somebody important to her. Yep. So I think she, yeah. I think I read that she's planning another walk just yeah. for more I mean, help. Yeah. So. And her carpet rugs mm-hmm. is, I don't know if she's holding it originally. I think that looks pretty real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody's holding another one behind. Poor lady. Yep. Okay. Is that all that we have for today? I think so. I mean, we even talked about the Gabby case. Um, Actually, bringing it back to that, just because I saw something today, uh, the bounty hunter is somehow involved. What's his, that, that guy, that character on TV? Dog the bounty hunter. Yes. Do you know that he's involved in it now? No. To find the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I was like, "Is this real life right now?" Okay. Yeah. No. He's really help. He's he's out trying to find him. I feel like that just goes to show you know like again how much yeah media attention is being brought yeah. to it. It's like how many other people out does he actually go out and help? Like probably none. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. Frustrated. Yes. With the situation. It's like. I agree. And I mean, enough for the case to be able to reach different parts of the world. Yeah. Like it's just. Yeah. It's I'm like, happy. Sh- I'm happy there is so much. Right. Coverage on somebody who went missing. But it's frustrating that. And then the other person. Not missing. everybody gets. But it's same. frustrating that not everyone gets nearly as much. That's the the worst part. It's yeah. just not even close. Right. And, exactly. Like example right here today yeah yep yeah okay well on that note thank you thank you you're welcome so we'll see you guys in two weeks time yep and we might have a special guest with us so stay tuned it's gonna be exciting okay take care bye Bye bye-bye